You're listening to How Real Estate Works, your one-stop shop for all things real estate. Whether you're looking to learn about real estate investing, buying your first house, growing as a real estate agent, and all things financial freedom related, we got you covered with co-hosts Jesse Johnson and Matt Talent. to the How Real Estate Works podcast, episode 22. I'm your host, Matt Talent, and my co-host is Jesse Johnston. So today, um, we're having on CJ Koch. CJ is a local Philadelphia real estate investor who got started doing flipping, new construction in the area, and today focuses mainly on single-family bar investing. Um, He also has a really interesting product called Direct Subs that is solving a huge need for other real estate investors. So I'm really excited to talk about it. CJ, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm happy to be here and I appreciate the invite. Yeah, we're happy to have you on. Always uh, love having on local Maniunk people. So one of our own. Another another Maniunk. I mean, it's it's amazing. Matt's just looking for another place that he could, another bathroom he could use when he's renovating his. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'll, I'll add you to my list. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So um, I know you got, you did a lot of different stuff when you were starting out in real estate. So um, kind of tell us about why you got started in real estate and what that looked like. Sure. So when I was younger, an opportunity came around in Maniunk to purchase a house a few blocks off of Main Street. Um, it was a decent price. It needed a lot of work. So I decided to to jump in two feet. I was probably 21 or 22 uh, and bought the place, hired probably a lot of the wrong people, learned a lot, which was great, uh, and eventually finished the project, rented it. I had a couple of Villanova students uh, living there for a few years. They were great. Uh, And at some point I refinanced the property took that money out and purchased another property, I think in Roxborough at the time, and fixed it up. It needed just like a light renovation uh, and and sold that property, uh, you know, basically flipped it and made a little bit of money and the light bulb kind of went off. You know, I kind of saw like uh, something that I can can repeat and do and, and with iteration get better at. Uh, and, and that's kind of the, the genesis of, you know, getting into real estate uh, here in Philadelphia. Yeah. And when you were, when you were talking, when we were talking yesterday, um, you told me you got started around like 15 years ago. So you have a pretty good like pulse on the market. So how things changed from when the time you began to kind of what you're seeing now in the, the real estate market around here? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, and there's so many different ways I could attack that. I mean, now you have everything going on with COVID. Uh, how have things changed? I mean, it's it's a crazy market. Believe it or not, when I got yeah. into it probably 16, 17 years ago, the market was, it was robust then. And yeah. it continued, I feel, ever since to just get hotter and hotter and, and become more of a, just a just a crazy market um so how it's really changed i mean it's a a tough question for me to answer right now i guess i'll I'll circle back to it 
Yeah. And you must have weathered then like the 2008 real estate market too. Like, were you still doing a lot of projects during that time period? We were. And by that time, I partnered with a couple people. And what we did, we, we took on a, you know, it was a, a nice development, nine homes in Maniunk that we decided to build right around that time. And fortunately, it worked out. We basically pre-sold every property. Uh, it was, you know, it was a scary time, you know, right around 2008. Yeah. Uh, I forget exactly, but that's, that's, it was right in the middle when we uh, did this project. And it was a testament to the, the Maniunk and the Philadelphia marketplace overall, because, you know, it, it was successful in every sense of the word. And back, you know, you mentioned we're talking about 2008. So back back in 2008, you're still pretty young to the industry. Um, would you, how were you finding financing and taking down these new construction and uh, renovation projects? Yeah, that's a great question, Jesse. Uh, so I was kind of all over the place. Uh, initially, as mentioned, I, I re refinanced the property in Maniunk that I maintained ownership for a while. And, uh, utilize that money to buy something, flip it, which at that point I was able to, to put together a nice little chunk of money for future projects. Uh, then at some point I got introduced to somebody, a hard money lender at that point in time and uh, utilized that. I also utilized conventional financing. You know, there was mortgage people that were able to get deals done at that point in time. You know, they were given loans out. Basically, if you had a pulse, you could get a loan. <laughs> Uh, it is, and it is quite you know, different that, nowadays. It is very different. Yes, yes, yes. And so, you know, I, I tried to leverage as much as I possibly could to just acquire property. And, uh, you know, so it was a menagerie of, uh, you know, hard money, my own, you know, self-financing uh, and conventional uh, lending as well. So basically, you know, so you're so let's let's talk about that nine unit project, right? That you that you mentioned because that, that that's a good that's a that's a pretty large project for your first five years in the industry, right? And uh, so, are you bootstrapping? Are you putting your own money into that and then finding you know local investors and then go? I mean, you know, you can get commercial financing on construction, so that that's probably pretty simple. But the the coming up with the capital was probably more the challenge, I would guess, at that point. Yeah, it, it definitely was a challenge. And, and right before uh, I established a relationship with a small bank that had just started up in Northern Liberties, and I think we did a deal together. And, you know, a little bit of time has passed since my first project in Maniunk to this nine home uh, new construction project in Maniunk. Uh, and what happened was I got into the industry myself and uh, next thing you know, I'm doing several flips and never new construction yet on my own. And then I partnered with somebody and there were two of us. Uh, and then the two of us had partnered with two other people on this nine home development, specifically for that nine home development. Mm -hmm. And that gave us the ability to spread out the risk, uh, pull our monies together, uh, or pull our resources together while having this bank that, you know, uh, that we were that, that we had a relationship with prior to. Uh, so it was a collective, a collective, uh, you know, effort between all of us in addition to the bank. And then we were able to get the project up and running. We structured it in a certain way to where we were able to get 
four or five under roof, get a couple under agreement, then uh, get the rest of the financing to complete the project. It made sense at the time. It worked out and everybody yeah. was happy. I mean, that, that, that's, uh, I've heard that story before. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, so basically what, what I'm hearing is you just continue to expand your network and your people. And, you know, so by par- adding two more partners, you're able to grow your scale and do a larger project. Um, that's, you know, that's a, it seems like you took it step by step. That's, that's what I'm hearing. You, you had the conventional financing, then it was like, then you took the money out of that and you bootstrapped your next deal. And then, then you found a commercial bank to do your other deals. And, you know, then you found a partner that, that seems to be the story that we hear, you know, time and time again, that's, you know, just taking it step by step, not, not think, not going right to big commercial deals. That's exactly right, Jesse. And, you know, there's no silver bullet, so to speak, you know, people are always looking for this, you know, straight line from point A to point B. And sometimes, you know, that may happen um, with the way fate has it, but uh, yeah, just step by step small incremental movements, being persistent, uh, and, and basically uh, beg, borrow, and steal to get the financing you need <laughs> yeah. to do what you want to do. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, that's why Matt and I do the uh, podcast. We are, we are literally waiting for the silver bullet to show up. In the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah me, me too, me too. Yeah, right? Um, and how are you like, I guess in terms of your flips and your rentals when you got started, like how are how are you finding those deals versus today? Are you using any different methods like today that you weren't using then? You know, that's, that's another good question, Matt. A lot of people ask that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so what I tell people most of the time, I find most of my deals on the MLS, the multiple mm-hmm. listing service. I mean, yes, there's tons of times where people know I'm in real estate and have been for a very long time. And, you know, they reach out to me when, when they have opportunities or if they know of somebody looking to sell, uh, you know, paint that cliche, but a lot of times there's, there's stuff on the MLS and and it gets overlooked. Uh, People automatically assume it may be overpriced or uh, just not a good deal. Uh, But yeah, the MLS is, is the the number one place where I, I find uh, deals yeah yeah it's funny because um we had another like big house flipper in the area on and i think everyone is under the impression like there's a secret place where house flippers find their deal but we we're talking to her and she's like yeah we actually find 85 percent of our deals on the mls like we rarely go off market or anything so yeah there's there's always good deals out there Yes, yes. And, and especially if you're looking to buy something to hold, that allows you just so much more flexibility in pricing. You know, you can afford to pay maybe 5% more or 10% more. So it also depends on, you know, what lens you're looking at these uh, potential deals through. So are you mostly doing hold deals now? Are you, are you looking to more accumulate units? I am. Yeah, yeah I, I am. Uh, that, that makes sense to me at this point. Uh, you know, there's something to be said about not having to pay taxes, not having to pay all the fees associated with, you know, disposition, you know, agency fees, transfer tax again. Um, and, you know, let's face it, real estate, it appreciates over time. It, it's, a, it's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, tax advantages, you know, the list goes on and on and, and you too can appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so buy and hold is typically where my, my head's at these days when it comes to you know, bringing, doing new deals. 
Cool. And what does uh, what does the what does your portfolio look like today? So I, I I've managed to to scrounge up a, a couple, maybe a few dozen units here in the Philly area, mostly Maniunk, Roxboro, and South Philadelphia. You know, like Grace Ferry. Uh, I've been down there for a few years, maybe four or five years at this point, uh, and I just see a lot of a lot of opportunity still down in that one nine one four six. Uh, part of town. Are you, would you say that that's where your head is as far as like the, your next steps? Is it, is it one, is it South Philly and 19146 particularly? Yes. Yes. Uh, that That's typically where I'm at. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe not a hundred percent right now because yeah. I have been dipping my toe in the water over at, uh, over in like the strawberry mansion section of the city as well kind yeah. of along the outskirts, like closer to Ridge Avenue and like 33rd Street. Sure. You know, it's a great area. People that, you know, people have a lot of respect for their homes. There's a lot of homeowners yeah. there that lived in the same house for a long time. They're out there sweeping up the sidewalk and taking care of it. And they, they're, they're, they're good neighbors. And, and it's, uh, it's, so that's another area that I'm looking at. And it's, uh, yeah five minutes from center city, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we know that area. Well, we have, uh, we're, we're working with Equinox on the auto brewery town, which is just, it's 31st in Jefferson. So it's not far at all from there. And, uh, you know, there's condos being built there that start in the threes. So the market is right there, right? Like it's exactly so primed. And honestly, the buildings in strawberry mansion are absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, I, I can understand, uh, why you'd be going that way. Yeah, it's, it's crazy hope. to me, Jesse. Like, I look at some of these places, they're so ornate and grand and beautiful. And I think, you know, taking on like one of those buildings, like not just the typical, you know, row homes or whatnot, but one of the really large, beautiful buildings, that's going to be a little bit of a bucket list thing for me. And, um, you know, hopefully I, I get to take that project on in the next, you know, year or so. We'd love to see the passion project when you're done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you. Thank you. That'd be really cool. Um, so back to Grace Ferry, you know, that just to finish that part of the conversation, I, I just built a couple properties, uh, down there right off the of Warden street. And, you know, I, every time I, every other month, I feel there's new construction, there's tons of projects being done and with everything going on in university city with Penn, they're building their new billion dollar hospital and, uh, everything else going on with, uh, you know, what's all that other. Uh, commercial space that's happening um, yeah. right by 30th Street Station. I forget the, the terminology for it, but there's so much in the pipeline in University City and Graduate Hospitals right there and Point Breeze is right there. It's just a, a no-brainer to me. Yeah, we actually just, uh, we had an agent on our team who had two listings, two multifamily listings. And I remember him, he called me up. He's like, hey, do you want to take a look at these before we list them? And I said, I said, they're just, they're just, you know, I, I could just tell by looking at them that I can't make money with them and they sold mm -hmm. so fast. And for like, and so even though I couldn't, you know, even though the numbers didn't work for me, there, there are, there's an aggressive group of buyers out there buying that area right now. So it's great for appreciation. So if you have assets down there, they are definitely appreciating. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll echo what you're saying because it blows my mind sometimes what people are paying for things and, you know, I guess it makes sense. Uh, maybe they know something I don't know or, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, to, to your point. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think their money just might be different than yours <laughs> and mine. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they I mean, have a lot of it. Yes. There it is. That's the difference. Yeah. Just want to park it somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah. now I'm like really excited to talk about another project you've been working on, on the side. Um, and it solves a huge invest like issue for investors. So um, can you tell us more about direct subs and how that started and where it's at now? Yes, thank you for asking. Uh, so direct subs, it, it's something I thought about a few years back in 2017. You know, I thought to myself, there, there needs to be an easier way for investors to connect with contractors and not just any contractors. You know, you have Angie's List and Home Advisor for homeowners to connect with contractors. But, you know, let's face it, those aren't m most times those aren't the same contractors that are working for us when we're flipping a house or doing new construction or small scale development, you know, uh, that, that sort of stuff. So I thought to myself, if there could be a unified platform where I could, as an investor, just post a project, uh, you know, select a category. And when I need somebody to get started, you know, ballpark and, and post it and have a, a contractor a coinciding contractor receive that notification and have the ability to respond to me directly if they are interested and available. It just made sense. Uh, I look at the alternative, you know, uh, Matt, you're calling Jesse asking who he uses for plumbing or, you know, or you're calling X, Y, and Z asking the same question. Maybe you get a couple of contacts uh, out, of the, out of those phone calls. Then you're reaching out to those people or texting them and trying to meet up with them it's a painstaking process, you know, or maybe yeah. you're trying to approach people at other jobs, taking time out to do that, or at the Home Depot, you know, whatever the case may be, there's a million ways to, to try and build up your pool of contractors. But uh, so what I thought, you know, let's, I had this idea. I said, let me explore it. Uh, I did, I did a lot of due diligence. Uh, you know, technology is not really my background. So that was a little scary. Uh, you know, you don't know what you don't know and, and trying to, to launch a startup and something that is basically, you know, not my thing was a little bit scary, uh, but I decided to to move forward with it, take a chance. It, it seemed like a, a sensible idea and concept. So I, I did it. I launched it in Philly. I had an MVP, like a minimum viable product that I rolled out. I think in early 2018, I was fortunate enough for the Philadelphia Business Journal to find it interesting, interesting enough to write about it, which was great. It, it added to a little validity to the to me and, and to direct subs. And yeah. you know, I've been bootstrapping it and moving it as, uh, along as, as much as possible, a little bit day by day. And and uh, and you know, so now it's uh, it, it's about a thousand users strong here in Philadelphia, uh, wow. which is something. You know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, I'm proud of that number, especially from coming from nothing and, and being happy with like my first 25 users. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's really gaining traction now in, in, a, in a good place, I think. And is it mostly like investors using this or is it like um, just people with home projects too? Mostly investors, you know, people... Mm -hmm. People like us, you know, people that are yeah. uh, acquiring a property, looking to renovate it and then rent it out. 
uh, or, or flipping a property, um, you know, possibly new construction, maybe somebody doing a, a five home new development. Uh, so, you know, a lot of these people, they might have most of the people they need, but, you know, there, there comes a time to where they, they may, may need someone that they don't have. Maybe it's a insulation person or a demo guy, or, or maybe their person, their go-to person is busy or too expensive, or they just want to keep them honest by obtaining additional proposals, you know, whatever the case may be, but it takes about a minute or two minutes to post a project and, and that's it. And then people reach out to you and it just really helps to knock down the barriers in real estate investing. Yeah. Um, you know, typically I, I think the barriers may be finding the deal, financing the deal and uh, having the, the team of contractors readily available in order to complete the deal. And I think yeah. right now in the marketplace, number three is the hardest. It's hardest to find it contractors. It's harder. It's hard to find contractors because the, you know, as we're speaking, the market is exploding, and uh, yeah. post COVID, where there's a backlog of work, and so we are we're pushing. You know, we're we're uh, there's a lot of lot of contractors out there pushing, uh, and so like you know, if if you buy, if you're buying a flip, you have six month hard money financing, and you can't get somebody in there for two and a half months, you're it's gonna hurt. Like it, you're gonna get hurt on that deal. So. Um, so this is a really great uh, solution that you came up with here. Yeah, and I, I see the Thank need you. because I had um, I had a roofing issue for like a client a couple weeks back and did the classic, like I got three roofers, I called them all and they were all like, all right, well, for a quote, we're like 12 weeks out and then like another like couple weeks to do the work. And I was like, you can't even get out here in 12 weeks for like a quote. So it's nice to know you could reach out on here and have people that want to respond to you right away. Yeah, that's, and that's crazy. I mean, we must be in the wrong business if these guys don't even want to come out and give you a quote. Yeah, right. <laughs> in, in, uh, 12 weeks. It's crazy. It's unheard of. Like, you know, who, who does that? You know, at least drop yeah. me off a couple of buckets or something in the meantime, you know, to collect the water that's dripping through the roof. But yeah, um, yeah uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't want to sit and cold call off of Google. So I'm definitely downloading the app. Yeah, well, I, I, I should say I'd be, I'd, be, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it's not an app yet, a mobile app. Uh, okay. Right now, it is a web-based app. So you would get to it by just going to directsubs.com. And it's, it's meant to be, you know, it, it, it's meant to work with a mobile phone because I think the last time I looked at the metrics, like 93% of the users are using it from a mobile device. So it's, it's meant that the platform is geared towards mobile use, but it also works on a desktop the same. But I didn't come up with an app out the gate because when you do that, it, it's a lot more expensive and strenuous to, to iterate and make changes. And when I launched this app, I didn't know if, the way I envisioned it out the gate was going to evolve or change, and, and it did uh, tremendously. Um, so I figured it's, it's a little bit easier to pivot uh, with the web-based app and not having to resubmit things and, and worry about dealing with uh, a Play Store and an Apple Store and resubmitting your app and, and dealing with all that. So it's not an app yet. It will be soon. Uh, right now, it's uh, you know web-based app directsubs.com. Well, I can uh, I can confirm that it's easy because I just signed up for it while you were just uh, doing that. So 
It took uh, all of 30 seconds. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is it is not easy to find subs and, um, and yeah, I have people asking me all the time, like, uh, you know, Hey, how do I find, you know, how, how, who, who do I ask for this? Who do I go to for that? And what we do, I mean, clearly we work at the how group, so we have a good amount of subs, but you know, they're busy and that's so time is money at times. And like Matt said, you got to find, you got to get it done, uh, right away. So, um, yeah, I, I think the site, I, honestly, the site's easy. And yeah, I, I think anyone out there that needs subs, go on and spend 30, 30 seconds and put your job in there. Yeah, and it's free. Get on while it's still free. And uh, one other thing with it, as of last week, I just introduced uh, professional services, which kind of reinforces the already existing construction services. You know, uh, an investor could go on and source electricians or plumbers or masons but now they can also go on and search professional professional services which will include architects engineers expediters wow. real estate attorneys uh, property managers hard money lenders which we all love we need them yeah um we love their rates uh you know all these different people home staging services cleaning services you know there's a, a pretty extensive list on the professional services side uh, that that is almost as important as or or as important as the the, the contractors who are on site day to day. Like these are the people that you need in order to get the permits and get the project up and running and and finance the project. So I thought it would make a lot of sense to bring them in, and it would just bring more eyes on on the app and more users, and it would just be more better. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a LinkedIn for real estate tangential people. More better. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so CJ, what, what are your plans for 2021? Um, first, did you, did, do you have a new year's resolution? No, I don't typically do new year's resolutions. It's not my thing. Yeah. Um, but plan for 2021, you know, read, read more, uh, drink less, uh, exercise more, you know, the gyms are open again, which is yeah. great, you know, for me, I don't know about you guys, but you know, it's just like we the, try. The mental relief getting, getting to the gym for me or else, you know, it's, it's not good for me, you know, too much. What am I trying to say here? I need to work out obviously for physical reasons, but also mental reasons just to kind of decompress. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, work out more and you know drink less not that i'm a you know an alcoholic or anything in 2020 <laughs> but uh, it was a little bit of a slippery slope there with nothing else to do yeah uh, you know for many months yeah um, and, uh, and read and and you know try to take direct subs to the next level uh you know i'm looking forward to bringing uh, a philadelphia-based company nationwide you know at least uh, on the East Coast here and in other major cities, because I feel, uh, you know, I feel that's the thing to do, and everyone needs it. Yeah, we would love to uh, support support that growth for sure. Matt, hey Matt, do you have a New Year's resolution? Since we're talking about them, I have like ten. Give but, us, give us your biggest one. I mean, my, I guess my biggest one, my first one is to like flip a house. So that's uh, I've like done the rental thing. I've done a few of those and. Um, looking to do my first flip. So looking at properties right now. Nice. Good. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect fit for the show. 
Uh, my New Year's resolution is to speak less, smile more. Hamilton. Whoa. I had to get a Hamilton prompt. I had to get a little Hamilton <laughs> into the show. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, which doesn't work when you're talking on a show. It's a, it's a lot of smiling, but it's more talking than smiling. So um, Matt knows that uh, I can I can basically have a conversation in terms of lines from Hamilton. Um, so much. yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, anyway, I still never uh, never saw that you, and, and want to. And uh, yeah, you know, I almost thought about picking up that book. Um, I believe it's by the same author that wrote team of rivals the abraham lincoln book yeah lincoln book that i read a little while ago and i think she did one on alexander hamilton uh, and his life which i heard you know amazing things about yeah i you know it's it's a, it's a kind of a current event around here at my house because uh during during uh, the like the last month we had a three-week uh quarantine so we got disney plus and so my 12 year old knows every word to, to, to Hamilton. So you could, you could say three That's words awesome. and she'll sing the rest of the song. So it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a game we play around <laughs> That's here. Awesome. Um, so, uh, so we do ask everybody the same question uh, every, every week. We want to know what was your biggest limiting belief when you got started and how did you overcome it? It's hard to hone in Jesse on, on one specific limiting belief uh, because it changes. And, you know, today it's, it's kind of, you know, I, I may not have enough uh, the, the financial wherewithal or the expertise to get the rec subs to the next level. Um, maybe that's today's limiting belief, and they change a lot. Yeah, no, we hear that from a lot of people. Like, once you, like, you'll start out with a goal, and then you'll crush that goal, and then you get to the next place, and you get a new set of limiting beliefs. So, I think a lot of people go through that. Yeah, it's, we asked the question, yeah. I think we asked the question because I, I think it becomes very clear that every single person on the sh that has come on here has a, has a limiting, had a very big limiting belief when they started. And, um, and many people have said the same thing where it continues to, to change because, you know, new, new goals bring different uh, things, different, you know, bigger requirements of you. And those requirements will say to you that you can't do it and you have to find a way to fight through it. Yeah, very, uh, very well said. Um, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly uh, what you said. Yeah. So now we allow our guests to ask both Jesse and I one question, same question. So what would you like to ask us? All right. Well, first off, this has been good. Um, this has been really cool and, and getting to, to know you guys now for uh, the last 30 minutes, getting to chat on the phone is, has been nice. You know, going into this, I was definitely nervous. I never uh, was on a podcast before. Um, so definitely uh, nervous. And, and you guys uh, made me feel a lot more comfortable after even a couple of minutes. So I appreciate both of you for that. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and as a nod to... Tim Ferriss, since this is my first podcast, I'm going to go with one of his questions. Nice. Um, so to both of you, uh, I'm sure you know the question once I get started with it. Gigantic billboard with anything on it, of course, metaphorically speaking, uh, that would get your message out to millions of people or billions of people. It could be a quote or a phrase. 
uh, what would it say? Man, that's a good one. Jesse, I think you're, you're taking this one first. You got no it. No way. No way. That's not get, I need like 30 seconds. I'm going to cancel the show. Oh. <laughs> abort. <Man>. Abort. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is a good one. It's like a, a tough brain teaser one. I'm not going to, like, if it I is. give you my answer, it's not going to help you. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would just say something about, you know, like, kind of like related to like Jocko Willink, like just being responsible um, for all your actions and just having like a mindset of where you don't have a victim mentality, but like everything you do is kind of like you reap what you sell. Um, so probably something about like hard work and self-responsibility. Um, even if like you fail at something, it's still your responsibility, but you can do great things. Um, if you work hard and you're just responsible for your actions, that's a long I like quote. I would, I, I would agree. have a better quote. It would be a you, better you phrase. Would like, you would like take that and make it in. Remember when we wrote your value proposition, we took all the words and we made it into a sentence. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It'd be a sentence. <laughs> uh, mine's you know, it's uh, extreme accountability. Not to interrupt you, Jesse. Extreme exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. I like it, Matt. I like it. Uh, mine's simple. It's it's about living a life. That's what it would say. Okay. Everything you do like is about it. living a life. So. That's exactly um, right. That's a good one. That's a good phrase. Yeah, that's my that well, is put my, uh, that is my billboard, and it was way shorter than yours, Matt. So I win. You do win. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's not a Hamilton. You guys quote. compliment each other. Oh god, yeah, we tr we try. <laughs> um, but yeah, CJ, thank you so much for coming on. And where can people find out more about you and Direct Subs? Yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, I guess. Social media, Instagram. Uh, I opened an Instagram account shortly after I launched Direct Subs because, you know, that's the way things are now. You need to be uh, need to be on social media to be relevant. Um, so uh, on social media, uh, specifically Instagram at Direct Subs, and uh, yeah, that's that's it. I appreciate the time and the opportunity here. Dude, and, you killed it. I'm hyped for your your first podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Uh, I think this is fantastic. I, I really uh, appreciate you being on the show and yeah, you definitely killed it. Like there's a, this direct subs thing is going to be big and uh, we, uh, we certainly think you should sponsor our show. So we'll let you know what the <laughs> Hey, let's talk about it. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Happy new year and uh, hope to catch up at some point in person and, you know, coffee and uh, all that kind of stuff. Let's do it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Everyone go sure. to direct, directsubs.com and follow direct subs on IG. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can join us weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out. You can find out more about me at callphillyhome.com, callphillyhome at Instagram, or email me at matt.talent at compass.com. And you can find out more about my co-host, Jesse Johnson, at howrealestate.com jesse johnson on instagram and email him at jesse.johnson at compass.com